Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Katie North. And Katie, you're the founder and CEO of North Financial, and you're found on the web at northfinancialadvisors.com and katienorth.com. And by the way, it's Katie, spelled C-A-D-Y, north.com. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Happy to be here. And so, Katie, start off by sharing with us what North Financial Advisors does and kind of what makes you unique in the world. Yeah, yeah. We're a small boutique financial planning practice. And I'm different from most financial planning people in the world in that um, I would say the vast majority of that industry is very much focused on retirement or retirees and people who have huge, large net worths. Um, I actually take a very different tact and I work with women professionals in their 30s and 40s who are thinking about big life changes, including making a big life change to start a business. So I do a lot of coaching. Um, Of course, we're working on the personal financial side of things to make sure everything is in tip top shape there to give you yourself the best runway and the best possible chance of success for making these big career pivots in your life. Excellent. And uh, so you're based in San Diego. How is it doing business in San Diego? San Diego is great. I actually have a bi-coastal practice because for many years I was located in Washington, D.C. So I have sort of an East Coast meets West Coast kind of vibe going on. And uh, but it's great that I physically get to be in San Diego because it's uh, clearly the better choice for weather. Yeah, excellent. So when did you, so you obviously, so you're the founder, CEO, where did, how did you get into this? How did you, you know, kind of start everything and what were you doing prior to this? Yeah. Um, Well, I would say my love of finance, personal finance started really young. My parents were small business owners. I helped with the family business and even learned how to balance the business checkbook when I was like 13, 14 years old. And, um, and so all throughout my life, I had this love of personal finance and I sort of took a different tact with my studies and my career. And I actually was a lobbyist for many years and worked in Washington on policy issues. Um, but I always found myself wanting to get back to personal finance. And so, uh, immediately before starting my business five years ago, at the time I was working for Bloomberg, which is a global news and data organization. I wrote research about how financial regulation was impacting businesses, impacting consumers, and essentially was their primary expert on how all of these regulations were kind of coming down the pike post-financial crisis. So I had a lot of um, sort of that experience of like the policy world in finance. And I decided after being there for a while that it was time for me to actually make my leap and start my business so that I could do more one-on-one personal finance with people. Yeah. And, and so how were you able to grow your book of business? Cause I know you're doing, you do good business. Uh, yeah. And so like, what do you do to attract clients? Like how did you get your first roster kind of filled up? Yeah. And, 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 you know, those, those early stages, I think, you know, there's a lot of people that are very curious about how people, you know, build to the point where, it's sustainable and of course thriving and scaling to the you know the level that you are enjoying. 
For absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my first clients and, and the thing is about personal finance is everybody needs a financial advisor. Right. And so when mm -hmm. people find out that you actually work with people like them, it's this nice attract law of attraction thing. And people are mm -hmm. really interested. But my first clients came from people that I knew by simply just making an announcement on LinkedIn yeah. that, hey, this is what I'm doing now, guys, FYI. And here's an article I wrote. Um, I immediately got, you know, emails and phone calls from people. I've been looking for a financial advisor. I need to talk to you. And so that was a really great way to sort of get the thing off the ground. Um, but then interestingly, I used a strategy that might seem kind of counterintuitive, but I actually started reaching out to other financial advisors and introducing myself. And what I found out by introducing myself to other financial advisors is that many of them had reached a capacity where they weren't really growing that much. And so mm -hmm. my question to them was always, well, what do you do when you get a prospect that doesn't fit your model or isn't quite a right fit for your business? And they said, well, that's a really good question. Like, you know, we're always looking for people. So can we pass them off to you? And I was like, yes, what? why, yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> um, so I would say my next probably dozen or so clients came directly from those sorts of connections where um, you know, other financial advisors knew I was in sort of a growth mode and they would gladly pass along leads to me. Um, and so that was a really nice wow. way. Um, cause you know, a lot of times business owners are scared to reach out to competitors or people you might view as competitors, oh. but I've actually found it to be a tremendous way, not only to have enrichment and learning about the business, but again, specifically for getting leads from other financial advisors. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, to some extent, and I think in most areas, I, I believe, you know, from my perspective, and other people might disagree with me, but I just, I just don't believe in competition. Like nobody is going to replace you. Nobody, there's no other Katie North who does what you do like you do it. And so, you know, the, the pie is in the the pie is infinite. There are an infinite exactly. number of customers and clients out there. And so this old school scarcity mindset that you like, oh, it's me versus my competitors and I got to beat the competitor and can't let them steal my clients. Man, that is just so old school. The internet has just brought everybody together in a way that everybody's accessible to one another. So, uh, you know, it's not like, I mean, unless you're truly a business where like, I can only do business in these four city blocks mm -hmm. and that's the only pie that I've got. Well, okay. Um, but generally that just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm often coaching clients that way too, because there's often mm -hmm. like, it just, like I said, a fear almost because it, it's sort of an assumption that you make, but I'm always encouraging people to sort of widen their options, including this idea of reaching out to people who are your peers in the industry. Yeah. Um, so Katie, one thing that I'm looking at your website and you've got this, um, this ebook that you offer and it's called uh, the guidebook for every woman who's achieved what she thought she wanted. Can you tell me a little bit? I, I'm really intrigued by the title. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what I find a lot of oh, times. Oh, I was going to say, it's actually a six part video series in guidebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I find in working with prospects and clients, right. Is that, we all have sort of things that we really want to do. Um, I, I, for instance, I had a client recently tell me that she wanted to open a dog grooming business, like in a doggy daycare, but she mm. works at a very, very high level in a real estate firm and makes multiple six figures in a salary. Right. And so by all, by all stretches of the imagination, she's extremely successful, extremely well-educated and mm. has all the things quote unquote, we all say we want. But yet she's desiring this big this side goal of doing something that is sort of 
very, very different and very different skill set, right? But there's a fear there. There's often a fear to even say the words, I want to do something different, or I want to give up mm. these golden handcuffs that I have. And yeah. so what this video series is about is sort of digging deep inside and giving yourself permission to explore some of these things, knowing that many, many women, many, many people have done this before you, um, and sort of trying to build up some of the skills and re resiliency to make the leap and actually do what you want to do in life because life is too darn short. Mm, yeah. Um, so um, the, you have another book now. No, so your other website, katienorth.com. Let's talk about the resiliency effect. Uh, where did, first off, why did you write this book? Well, it started with this original ebook series and, and video series that I created for mm. North Financial. Um, and as mm. I started to explore that more, knowing that this is a common theme amongst my clients that I, you know, I said, you know, I basically need to write a whole book on this. And uh, I was very inspired by some of the work um, of people that have come before me. There's a woman by the name of Nadine Burke Harris, who is the Surgeon General of California, who's done a lot of really interesting research about how, you know, childhood experiences, specifically adversity or life experience that are quite adverse or traumatic mm -hmm. can actually play a role in our lives as an adult, impact health effects, impact all sorts of beliefs, limiting or non-limiting that we have about ourselves. And so I wanted to incorporate all of these sort of disciplines of um, life planning, career planning, um, you know, looking at financial planning aspects of things and find ways of just enhancing all our resiliency so that we do have the courage to live our best life. We have the courage to say yes to the big dreams that we say all the time we want to do, but just aren't making those next steps to achieve. Yeah. So if we get into the content within the book, um, can you kind of give us an overview? And, and then I'd love to dig in on a couple of these, um, uh, the, these uh, areas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so part one is all about why we're prone to burnout. And mm -hmm. because, you know, I think being productive is one of those things that's very much clearly associated with sort of worth or our, our life, you know, being efficient, working all the time, you know, so many of us can brag about how busy we are. Um, yeah. But this is this is what's <laughs> killing us, right? And so yeah. I want that, you know, part one is about going from surviving this burnout lifestyle into thriving in both your life and your career. And, you know, I think this is where we get into a little bit of the cycle of why, that, why we do this in the first place. And we've just been taught and socialized for years and years and years from the time we we're one years old, that being efficient and being productive is what is our, you know, our worth in life. Um, and so I challenge that idea for sure. Part two is really about all the success catalysts that you can employ mm. to start increasing resiliency in your life. Um, hmm. so unlearning coping mechanisms, you know, a lot of times these shows and stuff is about like life hacks that you can learn and figuring yeah. out, you know, ways to do this and learn, learn, learn. Well, I actually find that we actually have to unlearn a lot of coping mechanisms and a lot of wow. learning beliefs. And so I have a whole chapter about how you unlearn and why unlearning is where the focus really is. Um, and well, then you, I, you mentioned coping techniques. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, the fact that we have to be busy all the time is a coping mechanism, um, right? Yeah. For instance, um, it's a coping mechanism because we don't feel good enough. So we have to keep on trying and keep on moving the goalposts every single time we achieve something. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and I spoke as part of the research for the, this book, I spoke to 50 women and many of them were business owners. Many of them took sabbaticals before they could even um, basically get their idea off the ground. And so I explore in, in some chapters here about how being vulnerable can actually be a huge catalyst for change because sometimes all it takes is just exploring some of the reasons why we've done this and sharing it out loud. And that's enough to actually spur some big changes in our life. Um, yeah. And, you know, another really cool thing I, I learned as a result of re- researching this book is that um, cross-functional learning, meaning having mo- uh, lessons and insights in multiple disciplines can be a huge catalyst for success. And so um, I look at how, you know, you can change your thinking on this because most of us think it's good to specialize and like go really deep. And I think we're taught this from such a young age too, of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's got to be one thing and you can't have any other thing. You know, you're, you're supposed to pick a major and stick with it. Mm. Um, so I explore how actually multidisciplinary learning can actually be a really great tool as well. And then the final part of the book is exploring all of like four major big dreams that people often share with me. The first one is about um, taking a sabbatical, just taking a break from work because that can feel really scary to people. But Mm -hmm. taking a sabbatical can be a huge tool for figuring out what's next and giving you insight into what is going to make you happy. Um, And you know, so that's a huge, huge thing. I took a six month sabbatical before I started my business and it was amazing. It was the perfect way to, to handle that. Um, I talk about changing careers. I talk about starting a business. And then I also talk about retiring early because that's a a big dream that a lot of people have is nowadays they want to figure out how they can retire at age 50 or age 45 or Mm -hmm. even younger than that. Um, and sometimes a lot of the the desire for that is actually wrapped up in this, again, this need to like overachieve and over overdo things. And so, um, the book is really exploring the reasons why we're into all these things and how you can actually make it what you want instead of just make it a, a goal to achieve. Yeah. Um, you know, in your research, and again, I know you, you work primarily um, with a female audience. Um, I'm, I'm really interested um, in, you know, and again, my background is with Savings Angel. My audience is about 80% female. And so, you know, for 13 and a half years, you know, one thing I've been really interested in is gender differences as they come to money. Uh, and, and I'm curious what gender issues or differences that you've noticed that you're like, we need to have a discussion about this. Um, because this is something that we should be aware of and maybe address in some way. What what are some of the things that you think that are um, that, that that may be more um, you know female centric or or you know if we're stereotyping? Yeah, women tend to do this and this and this. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a real sense for safety as a woman in protection, mm. right? So that's what keeps us in a job that we may hate because mm. you know it feels safe. It feels like the right. Thing to be doing is staying in this job because there tends to be a bit of risk averseness, a practicality of needing to just grin and bear it and stick it out, right? Um, and so, you know, I challenge that limiting belief with my clients all the time. And, you know, I ask a question, what is, what is something you could do to, you know, have a better outcome here, to be happier on a day in and day out basis? 
Um, I think that's, that's a really important thing to, to take on. And then there's also this really common fear of sales, believe it or not, when it comes to anything related to starting a business. Um, I think the word sales conjures up this idea of a very, very male smarmy, like used car salesman, right? Yeah. You know, it's tied up in like the idea of metrics and closes and handshakes, right? And all these are very Mm. male ideas. And so I do notice that there's this fear. Well, I can't start a business. I can't do this because I I don't like sales. I'm not a salesperson. And so I sort of flipped the script on this and we don't talk about sales at all. We talk about building connections, being curious about people, you know, and actually learning a, a good way to explain what it is you do and why you do it. And when you can kind of figure those things out for yourself, you're going to be so amazing at closing whatever business you need to close. Oh, yeah. Because it's about connecting with people, you know? You know, I just interviewed a woman named Tasha Smith. She does um, sales training specifically for direct sales network marketing audience. And so knowing that leading him to the interview, I'm like, well, man, she's going to be super extroverted and, you know, strong red personality. Mm -hmm. Like she was the most low key, calm, chill, like, and, and I'm like, you know what? That makes total sense because I feel completely relaxed around her. Like, I think if you look at consumers today, and and again, we're all consumers, and, you know, consumers don't need to be sold. Consumers just want to know that you care. You're managing the relationship, but that's pretty much it. Like, you don't have to do all the fancy closing techniques. I think that someone needs to lead in the relationship. But that's about as salesy as it gets today. And, you know, if you're otherwise effective, you know, with your CRM and you show that you genuinely want a really great outcome um, for your client, man, you're going to do well. I would imagine that's probably, it sounds like, Katie, that's what you've employed with, with your business, with North Financial. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when I, when I speak to anyone, I give, I give everyone free 30 minutes of my time. Right. And Mm -hmm. just to talk about what brings them happiness and joy in their life. And that's what I do. You know, it's like, that's, that's what I'm offering is, is a path to get those things. And it has nothing to do with me asking for please, please sign on the dotted line. I don't do that at all. It's all about just being totally curious. And honestly, the client speaks for 80, 90% of the call. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're a podcaster as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have a podcast called Corporate Hostage No More. Wow. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, So my co-host, Janet Tyler Johnson and I um, really found each other because we have this, we've seen these common themes where um, a lot of women are scared to leave corporate jobs because it's like a golden handcuff, right? And Mm -hmm. so um, both of us, you know, kind of separately had these businesses where we were leading women to do exactly what we had done in our lives, which is leave corporate life behind and start businesses. And so we decided to come together and sort of um, rejuvenate this podcast that Janet had had for a while and make it sort of a co-host show. And so we just talk about all of these issues um, on a weekly basis with each other. You know, we talk about the idea of sales. We talk about mindset all the time because it's not about the knowledge here. It's like, we can all look up Google. We can all find all this information on Google. It's about our mindset and how we apply sort of all of these things that are floating around in our brain, our fears, our limiting beliefs, 
and try to address those things so that we can actually do what we're meant to do. Yeah, yeah. So the book, The Resiliency Effect, uh, it publishes, looks like this winter, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be publishing in early December. I'm super excited about it. Um, nice. had a pre-sale campaign over the summer, which was very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're kind of in the stage of, um, you know, going back and doing revisions and getting it all ready for publication. Excellent. All right. So Katie North, uh, again, your websites are northfinancialadvisors.com and katienorth.com. And, and again, that's C-A-D-Y north.com. Uh, like the, the mean girl spelling. Um, you're, you're one of the nice girls though. Um, when someone goes to your website, one of your websites, Katie, what should they look for? Like what, what, what would be like the, a great entryway into getting to know more about you? Yeah. I mean, click the about, about link, you know, the about link mm-hmm. tells a bit more about me and my story, but also if you're on katienorth.com and you go to slash book, you're going to get a really nice overview of the resiliency effects and sort of what that has been all about, as well as the ability to sign up to get an excerpt of the book and be the first to know when it's published. Fabulous. All right, Katie North, again, the founder and CEO of NorthFinancialAdvisors.com. And that's at North, uh, yeah, NorthFinancialAdvisors.com. And then again, KatieNorth.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Katie. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.